Listener Production. Coming up on the Footy Talk podcast, we go through three more team season predictions. We talk the GWS Giants and whether or not they may have a Coleman medal winner by the end of the season. We talk Hawthorne and sometimes losing may actually be winning. And the Melbourne Footy Club, whether or not they will be contenders on the back of Maximilian. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up. This is the Footy Talk podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of footy. It is a Saturday, so that means we are looking forward to the season ahead for a few of the teams. We've marched through a few. We're down to GWS currently. Joey, where would you like to start? Well, the Giants, first of all, just have a quick recap of last year. They finished 16th, six wins, 16 losses. They obviously sacked Leon Cameron, moved him on. Uh, There wasn't much to like about the way they played, um, hence why Leon Cameron moved on. Really, Sam Taylor, and at times that sort of underrated defence held up uh, and stopped the Giants from getting blown out more often. New coach Adam Kingsley comes in, obviously coming across from the Richmond model. Uh, from what we've seen across the preseason, it's only been limited because they didn't play two games. They've just played the one, but they are going to play like the Tigers, yep. move the ball quicker, forward play, handball. Um, they're going to put Lockie Whitfield and Lockie Ash to halfback, who are their runners. Um, look, they'll play a much more attractive footy, which is good because I thought Leon Cameron stifled them a little bit with the way they moved the ball for a talented team. Leon Cameron couldn't really get them to buy into team defense with all that talent. That's going to be Adam Kingsley's challenge. They're in a rebuild. They've got some uh, young players. We know they've lost a few in Taranto and Hopper. Tanner Broom was one of those good young players. But, um, look, they'll be better. They'll be more attractive to watch. But I've sort of still got them in that, that bottom four to six range. For me, the story that emerged around GWS last year is that it was the most overrated and overpaid midfield in the competition. These superstars who get a million dollars a year, uh, Daisy, to play one-way footy mm-hmm. doesn't cut it anymore, no, it right? Doesn't. You're right? And last year they had a 10-week period where it was so stinky. It was, it, was, it was a horrific performance from a bunch of blokes who were on big money and going through the motions. So I think that as exactly as you said, Joey, um, they need to be able to work together and play selfless football. But it's an artificial environment when you've got a, a bunch of guys who are like all superstar junior players yep. and they come up and they all want to show their offensive talents. No one wants to do the two-way running. I think their best two-way runner is Lockie Ash, right? And a lot gets asked of him. So can they play for each other? Can they apply the defensive traits that are required in modern day football? That is what's going to take this team to a new level. We all know they can fill their boots with high possession totals, but um, that's not going to take this football club forward. Role players, you guys, with great examples. St Kilda back in 2011. We were great examples of being role players. Well, I would Unless say you wanted to be a role player as a superstar. I would say at Collingwood, you did have a level Jared of... Jared Blair. Jared yeah. Blair was a role player. Jared Blair played a final over the top of Paul Medhurst, mm. played in a grand final because he was willing to do... He wasn't going to kick you seven, but he was also willing to go the other way. Lee Brown, in a sense. Correct. Nick Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I feel like that's the that's the key. They got big pay packets, and, and last year were really exposed, I thought, for the one-way footy. So they've balanced their list a little bit. Yes. So they've balanced it with talent and role players. They're going to try and balance their game plan. Yep. It's a bit of a recalibration for yep. them. They'll take a bit of time, but uh, hopefully they can play a bit better football. I think Toby Green can win you the Coleman medal this year. Yeah. There's a big call. Yep. I think that he can comfortably 60 kick goals. 60 goals playing predominantly as a forward. He won't go through the midfield as much, which is what he's reporting a little bit more of that defense, but then the quick ball movement yep. will suit him with his smarts. Yep. I can see him kicking some big bags throughout the season and then averaging three or four goals a game. And do you know what he could be? 
the third banana because you've got um, Big Hogan, Jesse Hogan, who's had yes. an outstanding summer. Himmelberg, who's a free agent and a potentially an underrated. He's a bit off Broadway out there. I think he's an underrated uh, player. And plus they've got Riccardi as well and the number one pick in Cadman. So maybe Toby just go. doing his thing out on the forward flank could fill his boots. I like that call, Daisy. Thank you very much. We move across to the Hawks, who are, in my opinion, in for a long, long year, Joey. Yeah, I think so as well. We look at them. They are now the youngest team and played the least games experience in the competition. Mm. So we know they've moved on from all their senior players, Shields, McAvoy, Gunston, uh, O'Meara, Tom Mitchell. Mitchell. They've lost a lot. So, look, it's almost like they, they are prepared to go right down to the bottom and get a real early draft pick. And I think there's no pressure on Sam Mitchell to win games this year. Mm-hmm. It's all about blooding some more talent, getting the kids in and trying to build a, a brand of footy that's going to hold up in the long term. So we've seen them. They can always score and pile on some good goals and counterattack off half back. But this is just a real sort of development year for them. No one's going to expect too much. It's just going to be finding out which of the kids are, are going to be part of the future. Is it in their best interest, Jay, to go like Bustards? Yep. To oh. lose as – not lose as many yep. games. Be competitive, yep. improve the way you play, learn yep. some good habits. But in terms of actual results, yep. finishing last would be a good result I, in terms of draft picks. I think they'll challenge Essendon um, round one. But you look at that midfield with John Newcomb's probably their best midfielder, Walpole second, maybe Young Ward and, and Will Day. So It doesn't have the names off the top of your head that you're thinking firepower. No. Warple's a solid citizen. Yeah. Newcomb's yeah. probably better than solid. Could break but out to A grade, but yeah. Correct, yeah. not quite there yet. They're going to be, it's going to be a mismatch in the midfield for them every week. I like what they've done, the mistake they made, and I reckon we've said this before, Joey, they should have done this two years ago, mm. right? They took too long to rip this rebuild Band-Aid off, I think, because you knew last year they could have got, they could have made a big trade to get that extra well, pick. On, didn't they try last year to trade out these senior they players, did. but they wanted probably a bit too much in return yeah. and in the end it backfired, so they tried to trade out mm. Tom Mitchell yeah. and Wingard was offered and Bruce, I think, was O'Meara offered up was and O'Meara was flout- flouted. But they wanted probably – they were maybe a bit too greedy yep. and couldn't get rid of them. And I think this year it felt like they almost took a bit more of what they could get. Yes, which is top pick 26, I think, for Tom Mitchell um, as part of that trade. I do like the back line at Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. I wonder where their goals are going to come from. But the back line, they've got some exciting talents. Um, Changle Jyeth, James Sisley, of course. Denver Granger Brass is a, is a high pick. You know, Jarman Impey, I think, still has a lot of potential. So I think there is – Will Day can play back there. So I think they're almost building from the back, and then I like some of what they've got there. I'm worried about the midfield. I'm worried about the forward line. Yeah, forward line, they're going to struggle. Mitch Lewis, who's their big key, is not going to be available till about round five, six, and he's going to probably carry some sort of partial ACL injury, which mm. might make him sore for the year. <laughs> yeah, there's been a bit of hype about their defence, but Granger Brass hasn't come on mm. like they've hyped, so it's going to be interesting to see Tom his Lynch year. did kick eight on him in <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes at the MCG one. So Granger Brass, and then when you start thinking about Frost, Sicily, Impey, they are all sort of 26, 27, 28 years of age. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Hawks go, but we're not expecting too many wins. You know what they do at the end of the year? They do something again. Footy trick. <laughs> uh, similar <laughs> with Wingard, right? Don't you dangle that carrot again with Chad Wingard. Hope he has a good year. Imagine if he slots into a Carlton or a Geelong for a team in premiership mode. Mm. I think they have a look at what Chad Wingard. What would you want in return? I reckon Picks? if you get a top... 20? Top 30? 30. Wow. Even, yeah. even that for a quality class player in terms of you've given away everything. Yeah. You need some experience They're, on the turning park. 30, 31. You yeah, can't be getting less. a top 20 pick. Yeah. yeah. He's but almost but a that's like, the thing. Is it worth for a top 30 actually moving him on versus 
you've got someone who's got some class, got some tricks. He's actually a little bit different from playing just young kids and losing by 10 goals every week. That doesn't do anything for development. But keep an eye on Hawthorne's cap space, right? right. Because they have got, they're going to have war $2 chest. million. Dollars. They're going to have a war chest. But who would want to go to Hawthorne? And they'll, they'll go shopping. Well, when they start... Someone a lot of money. I'd go for a lot of money <laughs> Even if they didn't win any games You'd still go I think inexperience leads to inconsistency And that's what we can expect from the Hawks Throughout the season coming up Alright, time to get your cheese boards ready Because after the break We'll have a look at one of the Premiership favourites The Melbourne Footy Club You're listening to the Footy Talk Podcast The last team we'll have a look at for this Saturday is the Melbourne Footy Club, and we are all, I assume, expecting big, big things. Yeah, Jay on Monday declared Melbourne were going to win the premiership. He right. was all chips in, and, and I agree with him. They are my pre-season pick at the moment. Um, have you declared that... the Western Bulldogs as well? No, I said they yes, can they win it. Oh, okay. I'm not saying yeah. they will win it. If you're yeah. saying who might pick to win yeah, it, it was Melbourne. Sorry. I did early in the week say the Bulldogs could win it. But and, and as we've spoken week, about... Carlton could win it. Yeah, this is good. That's, that's <laughs> right. Taking 50 cents each way to the field. That's why I understand what you're saying. saying. I think just, there are seven or eight clubs don't that get, could win don't it. Don't get your back up on just having a look. That's why we're loving this season. I think there are seven or eight clubs that could genuinely win the premiership. I reckon you go further down to 10. The talent at the top end in the competition this year is at an all-time high. Like Geelong can win it again. You know, Sydney, Collingwood, Fremantle, if they play their best, could potentially I know Rui said that there's going to be a big discrepancy between the top eight to ten and then the bottom. I think we'll see it go into three sort of modes. The bottom three or four will be complete poopy, caca, Uh, and then there'll be some decent Adelaide's uh, in and around that getting better, and then the discrepancy between the top. I don't believe there's a complete divide, but uh, yeah, read into that what you will. Anyway, Melbourne. Uh, Yeah, I, I just think, for me, best midfield in the competition They've always been right at the top for defence for the last three or four years. All they needed to do for me was fix their ball movement up. We touched on it uh, Monday on the show that now they're kicking at the top of the square. They're moving the ball quicker. Jay-Z, that's all I needed to see from them. They'll be in it up to their eyeballs. Yeah, and what do you think about the picket move? Because he is, he is going to be one of the most – Tom DeConing's one at Carlton. I think Ben, ben McKay at North Melbourne. But Kasai – Pickett and his contract situation. It's going to be one of the most talked about stories of the year. I think he stays, if I want to put that in a time capsule now. But the move into the midfield, when you think they've already got Pachaka and Oliver, who's an early tip yeah. for the Brownlow medal, then to have Kasai Pickett, who's probably one of the, the most damaging small forward in the competition, to put him around the footy for electric five-minute periods. We saw a taste of it uh, against St Kilda in the practice match a week ago. He was absolutely outstanding. Think of Shea Bolton. Mm-hmm. Yes. At, uh, going in what there. What used to do for the Hawks. Correct. Straight in the midfield. Something different. The speed in and around. Dusty and Cochin. Think of Oliver Petrarca in yep. there. He's going to be something different. And yep. that he's certainly excited. Do they try and lock that away so it isn't a talking point? Because I would assume the young fella there, if it does become headline grabbing week after week, mm. attention's probably not going to do his football any good. I'm pretty sure Melbourne would have wanted to have had it done. Yeah. Six weeks ago. If right. It was, was their choice. Okay, so it's okay. – If it was their choice, right. so I'm sure they would have locked him away. How so, much do you think he's worth? What would you be putting the – is he an $800,000 uh, yeah, yeah, player? Yeah, close to eight hundred. Well, if Rankin got that, yeah. I'd be paying that for Cozzy Pickett. Yeah. Pick, pick one. We try and do this times days. If you had to have one player for your side, would you rather Luke Jackson or Kasai Pickett? I know they're different players, uh, but you only get one. That's a very good question. I would take – actually, yeah, I can't even entertain Luke Jackson. I'd take Kasai Pickett. Bums on seats. I know it's probably not the practical thing, but I'm just thinking how I would have 
wanted me to be selected. Interesting to see how much midfield time he does play in the season. I know in pre-season a lot of clubs try these things because they know they've got a plan B. So, yes. no, so it's now good for Goody to go, right, if things aren't working in our midfield, yeah. this is what we can go to. But I think genuinely you're going to see as part of the rotation, Cozzy in there, but they've still got their best midfielders that are going to play. Around the, the table? Gates. Pick one. What would I to go? Yeah. Five. It's not a bad question, Four. Clarkie. Good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm with you. Yeah. I'd probably take Pickett too. I'd take Jackson. Yes. There you go. Oh, can I just say, you know one, you know those journo stuff-ups? Can I take you back to about 2013 and I was riding it. I watched Sydney. Is it Sydney or Hawthorne? It's, Haw- no, it's Hawthorne, so it must have been before then. And uh, Lance Franklin is playing a preseason <laughs> game and he's playing in the middle and he's playing up around the stoppages mm. and he's playing in the centre bounds. So I'm right, back page story of the Herald Sun. Lance Franklin's going to become a midfielder. <laughs> well, he can do it all. He kicked 100 goals last year. Watch it. Do you know how many minutes he spent in the midfield? I'm going to go with zero. About four. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I felt like texting you about three months ago in the preseason. I was going to say, Jay-Z, when yes. you go watch clubs train, oh. don't get hung up about players <laughs> in different positions because that's what preseason's for. Oh, you train up players in a second spot just in case they need to be used or they might play a little bit more. There. I get excited. Yeah, I you know. do, and that's a good thing. So we expect Melbourne to be. What's your take on Melbourne? Quickly, can I they think win they, it? yeah, they can win it. Yeah. I think so. And as we've discussed a lot throughout the past weeks, Gorn and Grundy is going to be one of the great duos, the most iconic duo, arguably in the AFL by the end of the season. Anyone who said it couldn't work, as long as they stay fit and healthy, forward, they'll be kicking goals, they'll be behind the footy. It's going to be brilliant. Elephant in the room. Will Colin would regret the trade? Yes. I think they already should be. No, I don't think Colin would regret moving on Grundy. If no. they, if Darcy Cameron goes down with an injury and they don't have a ruckman, I think you'll be sitting there. And I don't think you need a ruckman to win your games of footy per se against ten teams, but I think against the top four you need one because that's where the difference can be in those Grundy games. Big, big story. And now Melbourne's got two. I think of Geelong looking at the season ahead. Is that the big question mark? You, you've got to take more consideration about the Grundy moving for, for Collingwood because they move on Grundy, but then they've been able to get McStay, Mitchell. Tom Mitchell and Bobby Hill. So mm. you've got to balance that out and say, okay, as the year goes on, would they have rathered Grundy or would they have rathered what McStay, Hill and uh, Mitchell are going to do for the team? So, so you saying tell. put those blokes on their shoulders and get them in the midfield? Is that what we're no, no, I think sort that they've valued, 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 valued other parts valued other parts of the game uh, rather than the right. I'm pitching Bobby Hill yeah, on Dan McStay's shoulders. Billy Franklin right up the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got too many in the middle. Anyway, this has been oh, the God. Footy Talk podcast. Give us a follow on the socials at Footy Talk underscore pod on your Instagram or at TikTok Footy Talk pod. Joey J, thank you very much. We look forward to rolling through a few more teams coming up tomorrow. Listener.